Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. If there's one thing I wish I'd learnt at school, it would have to be financial literacy. I did economics because basically my dad made me, but that was all about big financial systems. And as you can tell, 20 or 30 odd years later, I can't even remember what I learned. But it wasn't the practical everyday stuff. It wasn't about personal savings. It wasn't about smart investments or how to avoid credit card debt. These days, there is a financial literacy program that's been developed especially for kids, and it's not tied to any bank. It's called Banker with a Q, and Liz Phelan from Banker is here with us now. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Now, you're going to talk to us about financial literacy for even small children who aren't yet in school. But before we get stuck into it, Banker was developed for um, sort of primary school age children and high school children. Is that right? That's correct. Well, primary and middle school. Yes. So years two to eight. Okay. And who whose idea was it and why has it been set up and why isn't it just part of the curriculum at normal schools? Well, that's a, I mean, the, the last question is a tough one for me to answer. <laughs> you think that so it should I, be? I, of course, but I, I won't go there. Um, but it was uh, originally developed, well, many teachers have been running classroom economies in their classrooms for many years. And so the um, one of the co-founders was doing exactly this and to great effect. So one of his students was going home and asking his older sister about all these quite advanced financial concepts. And she was blown away. She was an ex-accountant. She said, I need to meet your teacher. It sounds like he's got a fantastic financial literacy program running in his classroom. So she had a coffee with him. She had just serendipitously finished a software development course. And so she offered as a pet project to put his classroom economy online for him to make it easier for him to manage and more relevant for the students. Right. So this is effectively, it's an online program. That's right. And... I was saying, for me, financial literacy is things, the things that I wish I knew were things more about personal savings, um, how maybe to make smart investments, how not to get credit card debt. That's are, these the th- are these the things that is taught in that? Because you were also talking about big financial concepts as well. Yeah, the bones of it are in transactions. So the kids each have their own online account. They have an everyday in a savings. They earn an income for turning up to class and adhering to the class value system. Uh, and they pay class some expenses like desk rent, Wi-Fi, iPad, power, that sort of thing. And uh, from there, the teachers can unlock the the modules. So the first one that we recommend is interest on savings to encourage the kids to put money aside into their savings account and benefit from interest and get an inherent understanding of how interest and compound interest works. Oh, my God, I need this. I'm just going to go online and do it for myself. I'm sounding very um, dense when it comes to finance, but these aren't things that we typically learnt when we were growing up, is it? No, it took me... a personally a long time doing these things. I had a business a few years ago and it really suffered through my lack of financial knowledge. So I think it's, I mean, most adults would say it's essential that we develop these skills at an early age. And we know that kids are picking up basic concepts like value and exchange as early as three years old. And by seven, some of their habits and attitudes are starting to set in place 
Yes, I'm really scared about that because <laughs> one of the big things for parents is something like pocket money. You know, yep. when do you pay it and how do you teach children about money? And I'm not sure about other parents. We've kind of sleepwalked into it, if that's even a word, because um, our children are now four and six mm -hmm. and they have started to get a concept of money. But it's a bit ad hoc from our point of view because, you know, they might one day help us clean the wash the car and we'll say, okay, that's worth X amount of money and we'll put it aside for them. And then when they've got a bit of money, they can go and buy something. Mm -hmm. They can only buy what they can afford. Mm -hmm. It's very lackadaisical. So I'd like to know, what are your thoughts on how we introduce children to money themselves? Well, I think the earlier the better. And even if you're giving them just a, a very small allowance a week, for them to make decisions with. So a good one is the piggy bank that has divisions between savings, spending and sharing. And then they can choose where they put their money each week and they get a sense of the value in each of those options. So it's a good starting point. So when you say sharing, does that mean like charities? Is that what you're talking about? Or? Yeah, or it might be that it's that they that's the money that they use to give gifts to their friends when they're going to a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing about all the presents I buy for those birthday parties. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice okay. for your child to contribute to that? <laughs> yes, it would. I like it already. Okay, yeah. so you can start up that system. Yeah, so that's a good one. Um, another one is, of course, there's a lot of conversation around how money is becoming increasingly invisible, and we're going to be calling this generation the invisible money generation. Um, so a good thing to do is to carry cash with you and sometimes pay for it with cash and if you're not then if you have a time get the item that you're about to pay for and put the cash in your hand and tell explain to your children that you're not going to pay with the cash today but you are going to pay on your card and it's exactly the same thing because otherwise they don't understand I heard a great antidote the other day about a kid who screamed at his mum when she got out her card like oh, when she went to pay for it for cash and he said put it on the card mum <laughs> What is this? Don't pay for thing? it. Put it on the card. Yeah, that's not real money. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's real money. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Liz Phelan. She's from Banker. It's a program for children in primary school and high school or middle school, depending on where you are in the country and what you call it. But it's basically teaching them um, how our economy works with money and in a personal way as well because Liz you were just talking about teaching them about compound interest and things like that. I know this is an online system that is used in classrooms. If a school isn't using this system can you suggest it to them if they say they don't want to use it can you use it at home? You can use it at home. Uh, at the, it's the, So the price per child is $8 per year, and that for school children, so if it's used in the school environment, that's paid for by our corporate partner, NetWell, so it's free. So if you want to use it at home, it's $8 for your that's child per year. Much. So it's pretty good value. It is, and it, it sounds like you can build in the value system without actually using money, but you could also, with the points, you could in yes. the real world exchange, you know, if they do something that's by your family values and it gives them a dollar in their account, you could give them a dollar in their piggy bank, right? Absolutely. And you can, you know, you could match their savings for another example. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you mentioned that children as young as three are getting a sense of the value of things in that way. Is that 
just appreciating how their brains work. Is that why we need to start young with them? Because they're going to be aware of it anyway. Mm -hmm. And the question is, where do they get the information from if you don't do it consciously? Exactly. And it's it's not in the curriculum, so they're not going to necessarily get it at school. Um, so it, it does fall on parents. It is a responsibility of ours as parents to start to introduce these concepts to them. And even sort of most commonly, just don't lie to them about the purchase that you're making. Get them to understand that you're making a choice every time that you that you purchase something. And if you're not going to purchase something, then, then give them the reason for that. It's because it's not nutritional and I'd prefer to save that money for something else or we're saving for this um, purchase that we'd like to make in six months time so we're on a strict budget. Would you ever say it's too expensive? I remember someone being very shocked as a parent and I couldn't quite work out why. They said oh so and so told their daughter they couldn't buy something because it was too expensive and they couldn't afford it and she said I'd never say that to my kids and I was a bit perplexed because I was like well, why not? If it's too expensive, you can't afford it. Is there anything inherently wrong in saying not it that at all. way? Because that's that's the case. Why would we like? We don't lie to our kids about anything else. Why would we lie to them about money? Mm. We all have re- budgets and restrictions and limitations when it comes to money, and, and children need to understand that. Do you? I mean, this is a bit of a curveball. I don't expect you necessarily to have the answer. But would you have a preference in terms of teaching children about financial literacy between um, giving a child a regular amount of pocket money or giving a child different amounts for the work that they do? So let's say it's washing the car or doing the vacuuming or putting clothes away, although some would argue they should put their clothes away anyway. Do you have a preference in terms of teaching them about money? Look, I'd probably give them some pocket money um, to to manage themselves and then expect them to do the chores for no payment because they're a member of the family and they need to contribute. All right. I'm going to bring you into my family this weekend, if that's all right, Liz. (laughs) How long are you around for? (laughs) Anyway, it's a great place to start with this program. Thanks so much for coming in and talking to us about it. My pleasure. That's Liz Phelan from Banker with a Q, and we will put a link up to it on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.